At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hi there, my name's Jack, and I love horrible movies. Each week on the Horrible Movie Podcast, producer Phil, a guest, and I talk about a horrible movie. We talk about the actors, directors, the budget, the box office, and like thereof. You also get silly songs, fake commercials, and too much fun to list on this promo. Available everywhere you get your podcast. Remember, just because it's from Hollywood doesn't mean it isn't horrible. Aaron, why won't this just stay where it's supposed to be? Can you explain it to me? Um, yeah, I mean, it's just the weight of the microphone. Uh, but yours the weight, stays. The weight distribution. But yours and then stays. The stripping of the, the screw. But yours stays. I know. But how come? Muh. It's, and that it's, one doesn't stay either. You I have know. the only one out of three that works. Well, here's what's interesting. When I was over there, that one stayed. Why isn't it staying for I don't, me? I don't know. Uh, every time I turn it. <laughs> no, I want to do the show because we need to do the show. We got works to do, bummers. Hey, bummers, we got works to do. Listen to us. We're going to sing the entire episode. No, no. That is a that is an undertaking what to do, do a musical version of the, the show. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? I mean, it, it it would be. I think we get we'd get a couple minutes in and just be like, you know, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what does he mean? <clears throat> uh, you think we'd have stamina issues? Yes, especially considering we're both like gulping liquids to try to get the phlegm out of our throat. Yeah, we both. It is it. that time of year. Did I get you sick? No, you're, okay. I don't think you're sick. Oh, interesting. Okay. I, I don't think I don't think this is sickness. I think it's kind of like throat allergies. Mm. You know, like mm-hmm. it's it's a season. It's just a seasonal way that your body reacts to the temperatures and it's like a things. shedding, really. Yeah, like an interior shedding. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't you think? Like I don't, I don't think know. you're sick. Well, if you were at my house and you would hear my husband, I think uh-huh. we're sick. <laughs> he is. Is he hacking? He's going to the doctor today. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, then, yeah, <laughs> he got a call. So this week um, he's supposed to have bridge work completed for dental work. Uh, I guess started. I think there's like different phases to getting a bridge inserted into your mouth. <laughs> yes. Um. So he was going to go in for phase one and he just got a call about 20 minutes ago that they're rescheduling it to next week. And he was a little bummed because he kind of prepared himself mentally to go in and get this done. And I'm like, maybe this is for the best because you are legitimately coughing all the time. Yeah. So can you imagine being at the dentist with all the fluids being put into your mouth and the Sammy sucker sucking it out, blood and all this stuff? And did you're you just, just did you just name it the Sammy sucker? I didn't name it that. That is its name. Wait, who calls it a Sammy sucker? My my childhood dentist. <laughs> 
called it the Sammy Sucker. Is it because like for a kid, like you want to anthropomorphize it? Like I think it was. Was it Sammy the Sucker? No, it was Sammy Sucker. And it it was essentially, I think they're just trying to make all the tools at the dentist office less frightening. And here's Danny Drill. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't go that far, but they should have. Can like, I get all your Tammy Tartar out of your mouth? What if they put like little, what are the googly eyes yes. on each one of them? And so, so they're all just a different version of Forky from Toy Story 4, which I don't know that you've seen Toy Story 4. So, no, but, but I'm going to. But for everybody else, then, they're laughing their head off right now oh, okay. thinking of Sammy Sucker as Forky. Okay, well, I'm glad you guys are entertained. Because we all know once you put googly eyes on something, it comes to life. Oh, does it? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. I have a drawer of googly eyes in my uh, art area well they're not sentient until you actually uh, turn them, them into a toy yes mm-hmm. turn okay. them into you know something i've put them on my refrigerator mm-hmm. then the refrigerator comes to life yeah okay yeah all right do you want your refrigerator to come to life why wouldn't you want anything to come to I life i feel like you probably leave your leftovers in there long enough that your refrigerator can come to life listen i have not been doing bad with leftovers oh really for years now but we haven't talked about it we should talk about it yeah yeah i i actually eat them now before shocking that's shocking news (laughs) i know that maybe you're like what else but that is the punchline yeah that's the big news before in danae's life leftovers were just for storing Mm -hmm. that's all that's all you did you just put it because you're a bad person if you just throw them away so you just store them in the fridge that's right it, Let them rot. It was the facade of adult life. <laughs> That's right. You open the refrigerator and there are containers in there. It's that little half stop you do at a stop sign sometimes. <laughs> like a, or it's yeah. like, you know, winking at the law. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... That's right. And then you would throw away the carton that it was inside of because it had adhered on the inside. Like right. it had become yes. so one. So instead of actually being any kind of in environmentally, you know, aware, you're actually doubling mm-hmm. your uh, mm-hmm. disposal output. I'm actually thinking, And often with plastic things. Right. <laughs> so I've, I've come a long way since then. That was many moons ago. Yes. Now I actually eat my leftovers. It's great. It's life changing. Not all of them, but I do eat them. Mm-hmm. Except for right now, I, I'm I'm a little lax in that area. I've kind of, when I get really crazy busy or I don't have a good handle on like a routine or anything and I'm sure. just sort of like a tornado, Sure. I don't, I don't eat as well. Well, but, I think that's pretty common. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. So then I'm just normal. Yeah. Busy that's, lives that's make bigger thighs. What? Busy lives make bigger thighs. I've never heard that. That's because I just made it up. That's amazing. <laughs> I want that on a shirt or like a pair of like leggings that you wear Listen, to yoga. I tell you, my lot in life is to come up with slogans. Ugh. Like that is how my brain was designed. I just I just want someone to make like a wiki of all of the sayings and stuff. Oh, man. Because it'd be so fun. Yeah, I have, I have no idea. So we're in the show now, right? Like we're, we've started Not officially. It. Not officially. You want to shoe a dough? Let's shoe a dough. All right, we'll shoe a dough. Today we have sort of a plan, but not really a plan. But first, before we actually talk about our sort of, but maybe not really a plan, we need to talk about how excited we are that we've made it to episode 201. Yeah, that was going to be the thing that was... (laughs) That was going to be the thing that I, I faked like uh, was our plan. Yeah. Was to have a post first 200 episode just kind of chat. I legitimately was looking at our feed and I was like, wait, that was episode 200. <laughs> we didn't even mention it. We should do something now. Yeah. So um, 
thank you for listening. If you've made it to 201, whether you've listened from the beginning and you're going back and listening to the archives or you're just starting, uh, this is super on. It's like a cool like milestone to reach as a podcaster. I think when you do 200 of anything, you can kind of go, hmm, that's kind of a thing I've done. You never think about it with breathing. Well, yeah, you probably take 200 breaths, you know, quite a bit. That's not nearly as exciting. (laughs) I celebrate every hundredth breath. Hey guys, I just had number 437,272,860. No, actually 800 because oh, I'm no. celebrating every, See, every you're 800. actually doing the math and I just checked No, out. I was not doing the math. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. In fact, I, I'm pretty sure I, I skipped like the hundred thousands. That's okay. <laughs> um, You should tweet about it every hundred breaths. <laughs> That's right. Did it again. Well, how many times do you breathe during an hour, do you think? Or even how many times do you breathe during a minute? Ooh, lust. Do you think you breathe every mm. second? Every couple seconds? I think probably every couple seconds, you know, unless you're out of breath. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's just say you take 30 breaths a minute. Okay. That's uh, 1,800 um, an hour, right? Uh, so, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. So, yeah. you, so you'd have to stop 18 times every hour to celebrate. Um, and you'd have such a popular Twitter account. <laughs> so many people would love this information. It's like every three and a half minutes. I really feel like when I tweet, it needs to be important. Yes. And I can't, it's so, I think of it, I think of things to tweet all the time and I'm, I'm like, that's just not worth it. Like I'll, I'll go on to tweet threads and people just are tweeting like a smiley emoji or something. Uh-huh. In a response yeah. or just as an initial tweet? A, a, a reply. Well, that's but, fine. No, but even my replies, I'm like, I'm still technically tweeting. And so everything has value. And so if it's like one line or something, I feel really weird about that. Hmm. Yeah. It's me creating rules and expectations that do not need to be there. To then judge myself against and feel bad about myself. <laughs> okay. A little uh, glimpse into your uh, social media psyche. Hey, listen, I'm getting better at it. No, yeah. it's not just social media. It's just everything. No, no, I, no, do. I know. But we were talking oh, about I've social got, media. I've got clothes. I should. They should be this type of clothes. I and hear you. Oh, I do this all the time. I, I was thinking just today how thankful I was that I don't, that I have freedom from that. Like, and you I don't I, have any standards. I, yes, <laughs> exactly. No joke. <laughs> not any public one. Like not any ones that I'm going to let anybody else put on me. Like I was thinking today, like I'd, I'd like to describe myself as a practical contrarian. You know, oh, somebody oh, who. Yeah, like, like Mary Mary quite good. <laughs> yes. Well, a contrarian is just somebody who seems to have the opposite belief as the popular belief. Um, which I do in some cases, but it's always for practice. I'd like to think it's always for practical reasons. In other words, it, it's because it informs my life in a different way. So, you know, the fact that whatever the case may be that I, you know, see things differently, um, is because I try to remain open-minded and objective, uh, objective. Oh my so, gosh, that's such a perfect way to describe you. A practical contrarian? Yes. Yeah. But, you know, we were talking, um, on the other podcast recently. I don't know if it made it into the outtakes or not, but it was our conversation about our faith and like a way to define ourselves as Christian. That's not like the normal Christian. Yeah. So you'd be like a practical contrarian Christian. <laughs> sure. Like your subclass or whatever. <laughs> I think that you, I like your perspective on, on the world. It's yeah. actually impacted me quite a bit. I've, yeah. I've cal- Likewise. I've Likewise. calmed down a lot. <laughs> I, I, I take, I take a lot of things less seriously and I'm far more comfortable with not knowing everything before getting into something in some ways and then like uh not trying to come up with all the details before i make some kind of momentum because i feel like before i would instead of it being like practical 
because uh, you're also, I would put like efficiency maybe in there too somewhere. Maybe that's part of practical. That learning. is part of practical. Okay. That's absolutely 100% part of practical. Yeah. Yeah. So like you would, I would say we could do this Purpose and this oriented. and this. We could do that and that and that right. and this and this and this. And you'd be like, or we could just not. Right. And it would hurt my feelings so bad. Right. Well, you start with the purpose and you go, yeah, we can throw darts at this this purpose or we oh, can. I, yeah. I mean, your purpose conversations are yeah. vast. <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> I, I know you so well now, but like learning, <laughs> learning about your viewpoint and how yeah. I would almost be like, I know, I know. What's the purpose? <laughs> What's the point? Let's talk about the purpose of this episode, actually. Let's- sure. No, I was just thinking this is a great, we're kind of already uh, landing on a fun little uh, NLS about kind of foundational characteristics. Like, who are you? Like oh, that are whole we doing conver- an NLS today? Sure, why not? Like. <laughs> I was like, let's talk about goats. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, in, in that, I think, describes part of your foundational characteristics, which has a lot to do with the moment. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I've learned from you is I've watched kind of how you perceive the world and interact in the world is you are so immediate with everything around you. Uh, you're immediate with your knowledge. Like only the things I need to know right now are important to me right now. So you don't think about who's singing a song or who's, you know, those kind of things that we've talked about before. Um, You are not buried in your past and you're not distracted by your future. You are living your moment um, from what I've seen from you. Now, you I'm sure you think about your past and your future. And we're all Mm -hmm. we're all various percentages of things, I'm sure. And I try not to think about my past. (laughs) <laughs> and my future too much too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. And I think that again, that's, that's part of, saying. that's exactly what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious, like, what would you say are your foundational characteristics? Like Danae is this, like, how do you define yourself? Cause oh. like defining yourself and finding yourself is one of the most complicated and treacherous parts of adulting. Like I am undefinable. Well, that is, that is part of that in the moment thing, right? Yeah. Like I'm going to be something tomorrow that maybe I'm not today. And I was something yesterday that I'm probably not today. Like, you know, there's parts of me that are always consistent. And then there's parts of me that are growing and learning and shifting. And I, I always like to defend my own right to change my mind. Um, hopefully not in like a, I want to be the kind of person that doesn't change my mind in a way that, um, like I'm, I want to stay on my ground in certain ways. And then, but then finding those truths for me is a process and it's an experiential process. I do not. Yes. You're very experiential. That's a great word for you. Experiential. I do not learn from other people's experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, although as I've gotten older, I can, I can kind of tell when I do want to go listen to somebody else's experience before I try something. For for example, I really want to, I, I love teaching. I, I love education. Um, like where I learn something and then I turn around and, and I like explain that to somebody uh, in the instances in my past where I've been in like group learning experiences, I usually am the person educating or I'm the person that they assign to be like a leader because I just the way that I communicate and kind of break things down, it it has always um, been helpful to people. And I think that's kind of a fun part of learning about yourself is when you get feedback that you're doing something that comes super easily to you, that's super helpful to other people. You kind of know that you found something that's unique to you. And so teaching is one of those. So one of the things I really want to do in my life, I don't know how I'm going to do it because I've learned you have to actually plan. Uh, <laughs> especially if you want it to be or at least be around people who do. Yeah. 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 You either need to plan or you need to be ready to pay someone to help. Like you, <laughs> you have to have something going. You can't just jump into things well, it's all kind of the, the time. Uh, you know, lead or follow dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you're going to go somewhere, you either lead the way there or you follow somebody else there. Like, so I love 
the idea of doing like webinars and teaching series on certain topics that I'm super passionate about. And like, I, so I'm experiential and that I love to experience things, but then I also like to like to teach and activate. And so it's just in this example, I think I'm just trying to say like, I've learned a lot about if I want to do that, I have to do X, Y, Z before that to be ready. And I'm far more willing to wait until something is ready instead of pushing to get it along. But when I'm in a waiting situation, I get so stressed out because I'm like, oh, which I think results in maybe one of the because every characteristic that we have, every foundational characteristic that we have has positives and negatives to it. And one of the negatives, I think, with your foundational characteristic of being the immediacy part of it is denial, because if it's not something that can be in that moment, you almost have to pretend it doesn't exist because it frustrates you so much. Yeah. So denial has been your friend in a lot of ways. And so kind of finding that balance of mm-hmm. when do I admit that this thing needs dealt with, yeah. you know, uh, is oh, important. Yes. And by the way, denial is not completely a bad thing. I think nope. it's OK. You've actually taught me a little bit of that to be able to say, I'm just not going to think about this right now. Danny because denial, because because my brain wants to <laughs> process everything. It's so true, guys. It's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. It's, it's like on this constant journey of discovery <laughs> of truth and yes. and like, you know, which what... I find super fascinating. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's fun to think about your foundational things and to know that there is a positive and a negative. One of the tools that I've used um, as kind of life has uh, been experienced for me. I went to a massage therapy school when I was in my early 20s and um, it was a very at that time, although it is like a medical uh, teaching it's not like a spa massage it's it's definitely more like on the the type of massage where like if you have an injury and you're trying to see like more range of motion in your shoulder you go to a specific type of therapist so that's the kind of therapy that I was learning but at the time that I was learning it um something that was really prominent and still is in massage therapy in general is kind of more of like um the the Chinese five element sort of metaphysical conversation about energy and just all that because it's very much plays a part. Fru-fru. What you call frou yes. <laughs> it's very much a part of Hey, listen, frou-frou may be true-true. I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. I just, but that's what I call it. Um, So one of the more frou-frou teachers uh, for class one day took us to a coffee shop. We all got like coffee and stuff and we we're sitting around. And she said, one of the best things you can do as a therapist, because you are a therapist to someone, you're not their you're not supposed to be their therapist for their mind. It's ooh, supposed ooh. to be for their body. I have, a, I have a therapist take that I want to get to, but go ahead. Okay. I'm going to write down the word therapist for myself too, because this okay. is part of me as well. So it's te- yeah. I've got teacher, I've got therapist, and yours are poop face. <laughs> well, practical uh, <laughs> practical contrarian is what practical I had said. Practical contrarian. Mm-hmm. Contrarian. I didn't spell that right at all. <laughs> I just want to let you know. Fine. Uh, so anyways, we're sitting down and she, she says, you know, you are essentially like a conduit for people for healing. You're, you need to get out of your own way to be present for someone else and their needs. And so if you bring your junk into this sacred space of helping someone heal and being, you know, the hands of that moment, then you're not you're doing a disservice to what the culture is that we're trying to build here at the school, essentially. Yeah. And so she had this deck of cards, and this isn't like a tarot card thing. These were a teaching card. They're called archetype cards. I think I've shown them to you yeah, before. Yeah, totally. They're and, similar to tarot. Um, yeah, I mean, kind of, but they're not. Right? You, like, no, they, they, no. they kind of have... They look like tarot, but they are not tarot cards. And that tarot cards are why, you, why the like why the like real forcefulness of your denial there. Like so to me, and I could be wrong about this, but to me, like a tarot is more se- meant to be a reading of a person based on a random draw. 
Okay. Archetype the, the archetype deck is is a very purposeful dive into a look of who you are as a person. So and it's more Myers Briggs than yeah. It's yeah. kind of like going and taking okay. a personality test, right? Okay. In a way, um, but the card or enneagram or yeah, enneagram like or whatever yeah. it is, yeah. But so each card is a certain archetype, and um, the other cool thing about this deck is it's not like this is the these are the only archetypes that there are. There's actually blank cards you can draw your own kind of version of whatever. Anyways, let me give you an example. Can Noah be my archetype? Mm-hmm. That was a that was a Bible pun. That uh-huh. was a little bit of a joke there. You know, you can kill the show whenever you want. <laughs> I like to think that people listening are, are really happy right now, <laughs> even if today no, is not. They love it. They love it. Uh, we get that feedback, and let me tell you, one. I love it. I love that people are like. I love Aaron's puns, <laughs> and I also love how it drives today nuts. <laughs> Gives me a sense of peace. Um, anyways, the person that did this particular deck, and there's been many, you know, many decks, but Carolyn Miss did these particular deck. And the idea is that you have you take them out, you take a look at them, and you say, "Oh, I identify with this." Uh, so in this deck, there could be like one called the Samaritan card. There's actually there is one. There's called the Samar- Samaritan card. And the idea is that you read the positive attributes of this archetype and the negative, and then you ask yourself a question like, do I identify with this? So I'll actually read this one as an example. So the light attribute of the Samaritan card is that it refines your capacity to help those you would prefer to ignore. Mm. And then the shadow side of that is exacting appreciation and recognition for the help that you offer. Interesting. I mean, you just triggered something in me about the, like one of the negatives of my foundational um, characteristics is that I don't have time for people on the periphery of my world. Like I, I am bad with strangers, like really bad, both because I'm kind of an introvert, but also because, and this is horrible and I know it's horrible. And I think I've said it out loud before, but I'm very practical about how I see my relationships and the people in my world. It's almost like a um, math equation. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a horrible way to see people. No, it really is. No, I mean, I, it, it's, I, but it's, understandable. it's efficient. <laughs> it, it keeps me from investing emotionally in relationships mm-hmm. and people that, you know, aren't, aren't going to. Are meaningless to you? Well, or, and I'm meaningless to them. Like, right. see, it's, it, I really do think it's two ways. Like, I'm also saving them some emotional energy, too, from having to deal with this, <laughs> you know? So I don't know. I, I And there's fear there about people getting close to you and sure, misunderstanding. Sure. And, and there's a way that you can work. If you look at something that's on, like, so to, just to kind of use this card as an example, if if this was a card that speaks to you and you're like, oh, I am definitely somebody who loves to help people um, that I would prefer to ignore, like maybe homeless people or people who are less fortunate or whatever, like you live your life this way, but you are the only one that can answer whether or not you do it to get accolades for it. And if you right, are, right. then that's an opportunity to kind of just check yourself before you go into that therapy room. Right. As an example. Well, and, and to be clear, I'm not talking about uh, charity or no, no, no. Those this kind just of is a things. reminder for I, your, you. Know, I'm, yeah. I'm talking about just regular people in the periphery of my life. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a fascinating thing. You said the therapy. And I was just thinking the other day um, that somebody had asked me the question, why are there so many, especially teenagers and young adults right now who have so many different uh, mental issues that they're really fighting through. Anxiety is such a huge one mm-hmm. now. And their question was based on the idea that 
that we haven't seen that at this level in culture. And why is it at this level in culture? Now, first of all, that may be a faulty uh, premise. Like, I don't know that anxiety hasn't been a thing forever. Certainly it has. But I do know that because we are so surface with each other in our interactions, like with social media and those kind of things, we aren't invested in each other's, like even the closest people to us, we're not invested in each other's lives in a way that is therapeutic. So a lot of the therapy we would be getting from our close circle is now missing. You know, a lot of just that that regular therapy work of, oh, you know, having those conversations and whatever the case may be is now um, it, it's now put to a third party. You know, it's now listening to a podcast or, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, I'm talking about us here right now. Like, you yeah. know, it's it's now put somewhere else and it's displaced. And so I really I really do think it's weird coming from me because, you know, I'm the hermit, but I really do think we have missed a lot of just natural natural human therapy with each other. Yeah. And that, again, that is not a reason not to see a therapist. I think everybody can benefit uh, from having those conversations and can benefit specifically from somebody who's trained to understand those conversations and where they need to go and how that can benefit the human mind and and psychology. Um, But I think it also is beneficial to have those conversations with each other, to trust each other enough to go deep, to have, you know, those things, to say those things out loud that you're afraid to say and to process them. And I think to know you're probably going to get hurt at some point in time, because like, you know, you, you do, you go through these times where you invest in different relationships and you invest in, in telling your secrets and telling your pain and then, and then being brave to change, you know, and then sometimes those friendships and those relationships don't have legs. They don't last beyond a particular season. And then there's the pain of that relationship ending, whether it's like, you know, a romantic relationship or a friendship or whatever it is. I think that people are know more about therapy now. And so they're looking to that outside source for reflection rather than that intimate friendship. Because I do, I agree with you. I think some intimate friendship is different now because it is yeah. more, it is more of a global kind of. Well, we keep up with each other. We keep up with each distance. other's surface. So you mentioned hermit. I'm going to read the hermit archetype <laughs> okay, card. Okay, fair enough. And I'm just curious. This isn't meant to be a, like a archetype. It kind of is an archetype conversation. No, in you're a way. fine. Yeah. Okay. So the hermit light attribute is seek solitude to focus intently on inner life and serves personal creativity. Mm, Yeah. The shadow attribute would be withdrawals from society out of fear or negative judgment of others and refusing to help those in need. Mm. So I don't, I don't identify with the shadow stuff, which is cool because that probably means you've done a lot of personal work too. And the only part I kind of identify was, is withdraw from society maybe, but, but but the word society is too broad. I don't want to withdraw from society. You don't because you're involved in various projects around and you even do that to like, so again, these, these, like I have used these cards throughout my entire life. I didn't realize we were talking about this, but we're talking about like those, those defining defining characteristics. And the cool thing is I'll go back through and I will identify with new things. Like now there's the, there's a mother card. And so I identify more with that one now because I'm now a mother, but I, I wasn't that before. There's like a teacher and all this kind of stuff. And so it, I don't know if you're looking, if you're trying to figure out kind of who you are and what you're doing well, um, you might look into something, a tool like this that can kind of help you evaluate the different parts of your personality. And there's yeah. like, there's like a little booklet that comes with this one. If you, if this is something that you would think you'd want to do. Um, and it kind of explains that there's essentially 12, I think it's 12. This is from memory. Uh, cards in play in your personality at any point in time kind of and and those can shift 
you could be in the light, you could be in the dark, you know, and then you look at one one day and you're like, I don't identify with, with this at all anymore. And you kind of move it out. But there are some that are consistent throughout all of your life that we all share. Before we uh, before we kind of make our way towards the end of this. Uh, well, first, I, I did want to say another defining characteristic I see in you is partnership. Uh, you are very much a partner person. Um, that's so and true. that's 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 kind of in those things you've already talked about too. a teacher is a partner with a student, you know, those kind of things. What, um, what about for you? Because yours would be like um, when it comes. What's the word? You're the better with the words. You're <laughs> well, better. Give me the concept and I'll, I'll maybe try to throw you a word. Where you're, you're so good with systems and efficiency. Like we've know, talked about efficiency, though. I mean, practicality is practicality just seems like does that encompass all of it? Did you find? Can. Oh, my God. You found the most efficient word. to Describe yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, uh, as we go a little bit broader, when, like, how has that process been for you? Communicator. Yeah. That's sure. definitely one for you. Sure. Yeah. That doesn't fit it. Practical. <laughs> <laughs> practical contrarian. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, the, uh, the, the broader idea of finding yourself, quote unquote, finding yourself, which we talk about all the time. It's kind of what this conversation is. And it's an ongoing and will always be ongoing, I think, in our lives. As long as we want to consider these things, we can consider these things. Um, but how have you found that process in your life? You know, you're a mom now. You're approaching your 40s. Right. In the next few years, uh, I'm in my mid 40s now. So we don't have to shush that. That's a beautiful thing. It's just Trishy. a number. No, uh, I'm, I'm being silly. Uh, how like when did you was there a moment? Do you remember a time where you're like, oh, I'm comfortable with who I am now? Like this is this is me and I'm going to continue to learn about me. Or was there a time when you were oblivious to it? I don't remember a time where I wasn't thinking about this, but we've already talked about the fact that I'm always exploring. Mm, right. So I just wondered if that was the... the Explorer. Yeah, Explorer works. Yeah, sure. I'm writing that one down for you. <laughs> I am. I you want are. all the information that I yeah. can find. It's it's crazy. Consumer. Uh, yes, I am a consumer. Yeah. Butthead. I already said that one. <laughs> um, there's been several defining things I can think of that popped into my head. Um, the first, have you always been thinking about this? I think so. Okay. Yeah. I've, 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 are we all, is that just something everybody's always thinking about? No. Are you sure though? Have you met Justin? <laughs> no. Um, that's, that's my husband, by the way. And that was a joke. Uh, no, actually it's not. No, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> you should ask him. He doesn't think like that. Well, right. We've talked about this before. Yeah. And so I don't think everybody, I don't think everybody thinks about, um, the definition of who they are and, and what it means to be them. And they're doing that kind of inner work. Yeah. Is that kind of what you're talking about? A, a little bit. I've just, I've, I've always pondered and I've never been intimidated by it. I've never been, um, well, and I think that that also helps to, to, for both you and I, um, we had st uh, like a stability in friendship yes. and family. And yes. so I think we could kind of explore. We have a lot of privilege in this area. We yeah. have the privilege to be able to think about mm -hmm. these things. Yeah. And, and so I think, I don't think that's as frightening. I think that we sometimes, I mean, there's been definitely been seasons where I've just sort of put up a lot of walls with not even realizing I was doing it and didn't want to think about any kind of personal, you know, work. I think the first time I realized that I was okay being me um, was when I changed my name and that was, Oh yeah, that's a, that's a great example. Yeah. That was me really claiming the right to be me on my own terms because up to that point it was sort of like, and, and this is what youth is when you're living in your parents' house and you're going to where they say you go and you're doing what they say and you're going to school and it's, it's all, you're constantly, constantly being told 
what to do with your time and your energy. Right. And, and so when I graduated from high school, I changed my name and I was like, it was a, a claiming of this is my life and I will do what I want to do when I want to do it. And whether, to be clear, your whether name it is... makes sense to anybody else or not. Right. And so that's kind of the banner I've taken up, not just for myself, but for other people kind of as a vocalist, as a communicator, as a speaker. Like I really like hold firm to that one. Danae is your middle name. Mm-hmm. And you yes. just shifted that to the front and said, Hey, call me Danae. Yeah. I had a similar time through my life where everybody knew me as dice. That was just, that's how I introduced myself. And I haven't even, I haven't told you this, but recently I think I'm going to introduce myself as Dicer. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people just call me Dicer. That's, you know, it's my yeah. last name. You it's, changed it in Slack. I changed it in Slack. I, I was changed like, what in, is that? In, in Twitter. You did? Uh, yeah. I thought it was the Dice is right. <laughs> Did you no. change it from Aaron Dicer to just Dicer? Well, the well, I, I didn't change like the root Twitter. Oh, oh, I just changed oh, the oh, nickname oh, gotcha. part of Twitter. Okay. But I think like I, I was coming back from a, an event I had in L.A. I, I just I, I always felt I always felt more engaged with who I was when I said, yeah, I'm Dicer. And, you mm-hmm. know, like and there's a there's it's it feels a little stickier. Yeah, yeah. There's an ownership to it. You know, hey, I'm Aaron. It's fine. It's my name. It's my first name. I, it doesn't bother me if you call me Aaron. But um, yeah, I think I'm going to go by Dicer now. My dad changed his name too he was james but he had been given a nickname in high school for playing basketball it used to be called hammering the ball in the hoop instead of a mm-hmm. slam dunk, slam dunk. Mm-hmm. and so everyone called him hammer they chanted his name hammer hammer and so he was always known as hammer his legal name now is hammer and oh when he, he legally changed yeah it. and when he introduces himself he says i'm hammer and people always go oh, oh interesting you know, but it's accepted it's just Sure. No one's ever known him as anything right. different. And I think there there's an interesting ownership there. And I, I and part of it was I was on the radio uh, as Dice. And then I went to a radio station that was a, a little more geared towards an older audience. And they were like, you know, well, our study our show, our show that you should probably go by Aaron instead of Dice is too cool. And Aaron feels like a more, you know, so mm-hmm. I kind of changed it back. It's kind of been a weird little mm-hmm. thing Flippy that I've gone floppy. through. And I'm just like, yeah, but I feel Dicer feels more right to me. There have so, been other times in life, too, where I've really claimed different parts of myself. I think, you know, for me, um, the last couple of years, I've gone through some really deep stuff and I've been so I've been less apologetic about being myself in some really core ways that make me feel more of me in a really cool way. And yeah. so and that's probably something that, you know, you personally will see because you're around me more. Yeah. But um, and that's the fun thing about finding a tribe of people that you can kind of like do life with for longer than a hot minute, you know? Yeah. And that's one thing that, you know, was really rampant in my life before. Um, there's actually a card. I just, because I was looking at all of these, you're going to love this one. There's a card, the, uh, you know, the archetype cards. Yeah. You're going to love this one. Get th- This one's for sure. Me. It's called the seeker mm-hmm. thirst for wisdom and truth, wherever they are. Yeah. The, the, the shadow attribute is inability to commit to a path once found. <laughs> <laughs> and that was me for a really long time until I found something and was challenged mm-hmm. to stay and see what happens. And so yeah, you've been you've lived a very transitory life. Yes. Yeah. You are. You are very much looking to move on once you you feel any kind of roots starting mm-hmm. to to sniff the dirt. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's very, very true. And part of it's because I'm also a builder and a visionary. And so mm-hmm. I like, you know, I love that explosion of creative energy Again, in the now and know? the follow through yeah. is really hard for me. Yeah. 
So there's certain cool things that you Because when you stick discover. around somewhere, you're living in the future. It's you, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah, I had to find ways to make the now interesting too. Um, <laughs> right. Which turns out it's really healthy for marriage as well. <laughs> yes. And children. <laughs> yes. And really anything. <laughs> you know, you have to find something in what you're doing if it's not a part of like what you want to mm-hmm. just like draw yourself close. So I don't know. I think this kind of work that we're talking about today, the the words that sort of define you, um, it's it's funny because this segment the no longer safe no label safe just it's kind of funny here we are kind of trying to label ourselves in a way but it's more from a perspective of well that's why i hate the no label safe that's why i like yeah. no longer safe better yeah me too uh, as it was intended and so it's just like a cool uh journey into your own uh personality and also discovering that sometimes you are maybe needing to have some light shown in in an area you're kind of like oh yeah maybe i'm being unhealthy here um and that's okay that's life life sometimes is realizing that you're being really selfish about things and you need to kind of release that a little bit and go on a different journey um and the hope is that you have people to go alongside you as you do it you said the word hope and it reminded me of my life um my aspirational characteristics my life characteristics uh are humility optimism patience and empathy. And those have been the four like pillars that I want to define how I interact with the world. Uh, and they spell hope, uh, by the way. Uh, so that that kind of triggered in my brain that kind of thing as we're talking about like who we are. I think it's important to think about like who we want to be. And you can't you you actually can change like change is possible, but you also have to work with an understanding of your natural tendencies and, and put yourself into relationships with people that you want to pattern yourself after if, mm-hmm. if that's possible. Like for, for me, um, I, I, tended to always have uh, people in my life who were like in that mentor kind of area. They were usually 10 to 15 years older than I was. And then I could go hang out with them and they had a house and a routine and, you know, they knew how to cook and clean and kind of maintain life and had deeper thoughts. And, you know, that was the people I spent time with because those were the things that were really attractive to me. And that, you know, ultimately kind of helped me learn my own patterns. And those are the people that I wanted to be around. Optimism and patience. I think I do pretty good at, I think those are, you know, kind of built into me at this point. Um, optimism, especially, yeah. uh, hu- humility and empathy. I'm working on like those, good are for you. those are ones that I'm, I'm really trying to understand better and, you know, and also, yeah. can we just say too, we're not meant to be the best version of ourselves all the, like we achieving some level of perfection in all of these categories is I'm not saying it's impossible. It's a life work. And sure. and it can be overwhelming when you kind of look at yourself in the mirror and you say, oh, it's me. I need to do some work. It's not my mom. It's not my dad doing well, it. It's like it's I like, tell my kids, there's me. only one person in the world you get to control. So work yeah. on that. Work on that person. <laughs> and, and when you do that, it simplifies so much because you're not trying to control other people or circumstances. The right. only thing that we can control in this life is ourselves. And so sometimes that means changing your expectations of, you know, how people interact with you or whatever. And also just have some grace for yourself as you're trying to kind of flip and change. It's not something that just happens quickly. I, I mean, we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours and hours and give a lot of personal <laughs> examples of failures and, and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. This is the kind of stuff that I get really passionate about. Like if I was going to do my own podcast, I, I always wonder what it would be. Uh-huh. And And when it comes to this kind of like deep work, I get so excited talking about it. And then also helping people launch their own podcasts. I get really excited about that stuff too. (laughs) (laughs) Massage therapy, you know, just like inner work. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But your girl doesn't, I don't like, 
I give myself these like barriers where I I shouldn't do it because I don't have a license to talk about that. There's some truth there. That's not that's not all. That's not all. Just your own putting up walls. There are legitimate walls. Listen, when I was little, my dad he loves watching terrible movies. And he would have us watch them. Like I the first time I watched Flash Gordon or whatever was with my dad. All those Flash. like ah, um like we would sit down with like all these just terrible, terrible ones. But he also like he just would watch ones that I I don't know. So there was one that had Dolly Parton in it. Maybe uh, Straight Talk. Yeah. I am Dolly Parton in Straight Talk. <laughs> That's who you want to be. I have no reason to have a radio show, but <laughs> I had one. <laughs> I have And you kinda still do. I kinda still do. Um I desire that kind of like having a show having people call in thing i've wanted that since the second i saw that movie i was like that's me i want that Mm -hmm. and she doesn't have she doesn't have a license (laughs) so if dolly parton can do it oh my goodness i mean you just i there are so many people doing this kind of work that haven't been trained to do this kind of work Mm -hmm. and again that's actually okay like it's okay as long as you understand it in its context i should have a disclosure there's there there's a humility aspect to it too which Hi, is welcome to the hope podcast <laughs> where you have humility and optimism and patience and empathy i don't know that's just what i landed i really I think that. that covers everything and they're all they all kind of have their separate you know what they remind they remind me of and this is i'm sure uh, sp- uh specifically where they come from the fruits of the spirit that are mentioned in the bible which you know peace patience love joy kindness gentleness self-control like the idea that when you live a life connected to the creator these are the natural things Things that just, you know, bubble out of you. This is the fruit that just comes from that tree. The good stuff. The good stuff. And uh, these four things, to me, summarize what I want the fruit of my life to be, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's like you made that up? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What? I don't know. I just think that that's pretty cool. Well, thanks. Again, kind of what I was designed for. Like, my brain was designed to... And put I also, systems together. I also and, want to say, if you want to be like someone because you admire them and you think they're cool and then you go and do life with them, sometimes you don't pick up on that stuff at all. I still can't do what Aaron does. <laughs> I've been trying for years. <laughs> you just be you. I can't do what you do uh, either. I uh, watch you connect with people and I'm just like, how? I could, how do you do that? Like I could never like you have conversations with strangers mm-hmm. and immediately genuinely care about them. I do. I really <laughs> I mean, it do. It sounds so horrible, but I don't know how you do it. Like I, you know, every person I've uh, come into brief contact with now is going to question that, you know, interaction I had with them. It doesn't mean I don't love you. It doesn't mean I don't care about you as a person. It just means I have difficulty finding where that energy comes from to Mm -hmm. want to go deeper with you. Yeah. Because if I did that with everybody I came in contact with, I would be a mess. I would just be drained. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for you, I watch you and I'm just like, like you are making a difference in a one minute conversation with somebody you will never meet again. And I just, I don't know that I could do that. So I think it's kind of dangerous to look at each other and go, I want that. I want that. Because sometimes you're not made for that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And sometimes you need to be reminded that doing that with everyone is not actually healthy. <laughs> Again, and you should. Positives and negatives. <laughs> you should maybe have some boundaries. Well, this has been a fun conversation. Yeah. I really thought we were going to talk about goats today. Though. <laughs> so, well, you still got time. All right. Um, I saw this really cute video about goats. Uh-huh. 
Uh, and they made this really hilarious sound. <laughs> they do that. And By the uh, way, I just changed my mind. We actually don't have time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Sorry. It's that practical efficiency uh, contrarian thing going on again. Hey, we want to thank those of you who are supporting us on Patreon uh, at patreon.com slash studio DNA. It is the studio that Aaron and I broadcast from. It's the grassroots thing that we started. We've helped other people launch podcasts. Um, we turned it into a network and everything like that. So if you're interested in supporting the studio, Studio, you can do that at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Huge thanks to everybody who makes it possible. We've got a lot of people uh, who have poured in to us. Uh, our theme song is actually designed for this show by thank Chris you. Tilly. Uh, so thank you, Chris, for uh, putting the Shoe the Dough theme song together. And we couldn't keep the studio going without producer Phil and other people who have given to the studio over the years, given gifts of donation and supplies and just everything that we have is because of um, really amazing connections with you guys. And we really, really appreciate you guys listening and sharing the show. It's uh, it's seeing a little resurgence of excitement and, and the community of Shoe the Dough is still, you know, just bubbling and percolating and I just love it the so much. The ebb and flow of Shoe the Dough. The ebb and flow of Shoe the Dough. Uh, apologies for the inconsistencies in posting. We kind of got uh, our schedules mismatched yeah. a bit, so we did not intend to skip a couple of weeks. That was not the and intention. And maybe another week skipped with stuff going on. Like, it's, I think we've kind of, uh, it's one of those things where we have to have the freedom with this one to be able to, you know, make come, money. <laughs> y'all, y'all, we had to go get jobs. <laughs> I was going to say, come to the microphone when it's time. We don't want to uh, force this to become something it's not. But, but we do love hearing from you. We love hearing, uh, hey, are you guys still going to post a show and all that stuff? We yeah. love hearing your feedback. You can send us an email to feedback at shoethedough.com is our email. And if you want to connect with Aaron, he's on Twitter at Aaron Dicer. And I am on Twitter at Danae Says. Recommend a topic. Uh, ask us a question. Mm-hmm. Launch a, an entire episode. Believe me, Danae and I could talk about anything, anything for half an hour. Like, As you've just experienced. That's not, that is not hard for us. So. All right, let me go get Tassie so she can talk about what's going on. Hey, hey Tassie. <laughs> it sounds like you're possessed. It sounds like you, you're having to... I have a chest cold. Perhaps Tassie can't come today. <laughs> no, it was just, it sounded, it sounded like, very demonic. It was like, I, know. I have to access Tassie. Tassie, would you come... Like, Tassie, would you come, would you come forward, Tassie? I can't, I literally can't Tass, get her. Tassie, Tassie, we, we want you. Tassie, are you there? <laughs> Yeah, maybe we should do a different voice. Hello, my name is Fingo, and I'm like your second cousin thrice removed, and I like Shoe the Dough, because it's my favorite. I, I literally can't do Tassie's voice. There's, is like, we can't. <clears throat> You're good. Okay, bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.